Welcome, welcome. You are listening to the Blue Notes Podcast, a presentation of Indianapolis called Stories and Notes. I am your host, Benji Taylor. This is Appendix 2 of Season 2. We still haven't yet started Season 3 of the podcast. Still waiting on that. More importantly, though, this is episode number 80. We made it to, <laughs> to 80. <laughs> is that the Chester Rogers episode? Uh, let's officially not call this the Chester Rogers episode. Uh, more importantly, though, number 80 will be discussing one of my favorite topics of the entire season. It's training camp. Colts report to camp Tuesday, July 25th. And I'm kind of giddy about it. I'm excited. And this is the much-anticipated beginning of the Shane Steichen, Anthony Richardson era in Indy. Colts fans, we have great expectations about this new Colts era. And matched with that, we have countless questions following a four-win season. In this episode, unfortunately, I do not expect that we will answer all of those questions. But I do hope that we can at least scratch the surface. Stay with me, Colts fans. Okay, Colts fans, these are my personal camp expectations, just what I expect to see. We may not agree on all of them, but I bet we do on this first one. I expect to see an Anthony Richardson highlight reel, a host of ESPN Top 10 Plays. Is that still a thing? Does ESPN still do Top 10 Plays? <laughs> I have no idea, but if they do, AR better be on there. We know this guy is going to have some rough moments. He's only started like 13 college games. He's not ready for the NFL game, but he is the most athletic player ever drafted at the quarterback position. And in training camp slash preseason, he'll be playing against some back-end roster guys praying to make a roster spot. Given his draft capital and his desperate need for pro reps, I expect the new signal caller to have ample opportunity to prove his pick. Somewhere in between the throwaways and interceptions, the number four overall pick should not only slot a few segments on the top 10 plays list, but he might even cause the NFL to regret snubbing the Colts on primetime games in 2023. For better or worse, touchdowns or blunders, Anthony Richardson will be a must-watch this season. In the very least, AR should give the Colts fans something to celebrate. Camp expectation number two, JTCE. That's a Jonathan Taylor contract extension. You know, I'm a little surprised that Chris Ballard kept his job through the past two Colts seasons. He's the real winner in all of this, let's be honest. To date, I had been a CB apologist. I had been. I like the guy. I think he's built a good culture of players, but I'm starting to cool on his idea of what makes an NFL roster. More so on his plan at the quarterback position prior to the season. Sure, Chris Ballard has made some questionable moves, but this is an easy one. Sign Jonathan Taylor to an extension. Get it done, Chris. I realize that this league doesn't pay running backs well, and when they do, teams are often not rewarded with playoff games. I understand that. I also understand that although I love the guy, JT has his flaws. He's coming off of an injury-ridden season. He's had ball control issues, pass protection issues. He doesn't often play on third downs, etc. I get it. 
He's also a special talent. What he does, or rather can do, on first and second downs can't be matched. His combination of speed and power, in my biased opinion, is tops in the league. If I were Chris Ballard, I would use the above list of problems that I just provided as a crease of leverage to sign JT to a hometown discount and get the contract done. The team drafted what they believe is an athletic class of rookies. That's cool, but no one knows how they'll pan out. JT, on the other hand, has proven that he is an athletic enigma. The Colts have the cap space and were an offensive snoozer last year. Let's be honest, JT is the one difference maker in the building. Get it done, Chris. Get it done. Camp expectation number three. Let's call it a whiteout showout. Show out. There we go. Normally, when I do my camp expectations episode, I'm focusing on the back end roster guys. <laughs> I've highlighted guys like Michael Strawn and Desmond Patton, even uh, Reese Fountain, but not this year. I'm looking squarely at second year player Alec Pierce. I'm expecting Pierce to make a big leap this year, and it starts in training camp. The Colts have a conundrum on their hands. And that's the question of whether to extend number one wide receiver, Michael Pittman Jr. I love MPJ and I hope he stays in Indy, but hear me out. So far, Pittman has been a solid number two, a really nice, really tough receiver. He's the type of guy you want on your team, but his statistics have been unimpressive. What if last year's second round pick, Alec Pierce, makes a noticeable leap and challenges MPJ as the team's number one wide receiver. Is it possible? If so, does that cause the team to rethink re-signing MPJ? Or, in the very least, maybe it lowers the number the Colts are willing to pay. I'm not sure what the solution is there. I would pay JT first, and I'm not all that opposed to bringing back Pittman. I just want to see something impressive in training camp from the wide receivers. I'd like to see Pierce elevate. I want to see rookie Josh Downs come in NFL ready and make a splash. And it would be really cool to see MPJ establish himself as the team's number one wideout. Next one, and I say this with great certainty, I expect to see a Quentin Nelson resurgence. The Big Q comeback season is locked and loaded. Beware AFC South defensive lines this year. I'm calling it right now. In his first four seasons, Quentin Nelson was unquestionably one of the best guards in the league, and he was arguably one of the best linemen in all of football, a player on a Hall of Fame trajectory. But that all changed in 2022. His poor play was overshadowed by the rest of the roster who flunked out. But last season was not what we have come to expect from Nelson. I'm not sure if everyone is afraid to mention it or if, as I said, his poor play was overshadowed, but it's a point of discussion rarely heard in the Colts' realm. Regardless, Quentin Nelson was bad last year. Real, real bad. Over his first four seasons in the league, Nelson averaged a PFF grade of 81.6. In 2022, just after signing a massive contract, which made him the highest paid guard in the league at the time, Nelson's PFF grade plummeted to a 68.4, his worst score of his five-year career. In his first four seasons, Nelson surrendered four total sacks in four seasons. 
last year. And yes, I know he was guarding an absolute statue in Matt Ryan, but Nelson gave up five sacks. 2022 was not a good year for Big Q. But I expect to see a new and focused Quentin Nelson in 2023. I don't have any inside info to offer. I have nothing but a gut feeling and just a strong belief that Nelson is the type of guy who won't be happy with the film he saw of himself last season. Defensive lines, beware. 2023 is comeback season for Quentin Nelson, and I'm here for it. This is not a new expectation. I'm kind of tagging it on to the previous one, but I'm not just expecting Nelson to have a better camp. I think he will be the leader of a much improved interior line group. I'm not sure if this is a great expectation as much as it is a great hope. We have to see better interior line play this season. I've already said what I said about Nelson. I'm betting that he's too talented and too driven to let 2022 speak much for his career. I think he wants to cross out that season. Likewise, Ryan Kelly can't be satisfied with last year's play either. I realize the guy has had a lot going on off the field. Also, he's getting a bit older. I hear all of that, but I think the guy still has something left in the tank. I don't necessarily expect to see a Pro Bowl Ryan Kelly back but we should see a hungrier vet back at center this year. I look for Ryan Kelly to return to being a viable starter at the position. As for right guard, well, listen to my previous episode if you want to know my true feelings about Will Fries. I'm not sure the guy is any good at football. And I think the way the Colts have ignored the position is inexcusable, darn near unforgivable. Our only hope is that the third year player makes an inexplicable leap forward. How that could happen, <laughs> well, I have no idea. A little tidbit that you may or may not know, Bernard Riemann is the name of a German mathematician born in the 1800s. <laughs> Did we know that? I don't remember hearing it. Was our left tackle named after the German math guy? I guess it's likely, although their names are spelled slightly differently. Speaking of good math, I do think we'll be okay on the O-line if Quentin Nelson returns to his old ways and if Ryan Kelly raises the bar a bit too. Braden Smith on the far right should continue his high-level play. And on the left, I feel really good about our Ryman. Not the math guy. I, I think he'll be fine. And if all my ifs and ands come true, well, maybe, just maybe, the better four will cover up what wasn't done at right guard. However, if even one of these players gets hurt, yikes. <laughs> It'll be a sad cult story and really bad news for new quarterback Anthony Richardson. Well, I'm sorry about that. The episode seemed to take a downturn there. That tends to happen when talking about the Colts O-line. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Training camp expectations should be fun and interesting. Well, this last one should be fun. Whoa, what's that? I think there's a Hurricane Dio sighting. Yeah, I know. This is a popular pick, and everyone expects this to be the year that Dio Odangbo finally and fully recovers from his Achilles injury and impacts the game like the team expected when they took him with a second-round pick. Dio has some high draft stock, but he was guessed to be a first-rounder prior to the injury. Could this finally be the year for Dio? 
just because it's a popular pick doesn't make it a wrong one. Dio Adangbo has the strength and stature to be a force on the Colts' defensive line. Not only does Dio have the physical capabilities to be a star, but you have to think that one of these high draft picks along the defensive line will eventually pay off. The odds have to be in the Colts' favor on this one. And that's it. Those are my five grand expectations for Grand Park, Indiana 2023. I don't know if ESPN still does a top 10, but if they do, I expect our guy Anthony Richardson to be on it. Number two, I do expect Jonathan Taylor to get an extension before the season starts. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. Signing running backs doesn't seem to be a popular thing around the league right now. In fact, as I'm writing this script right now, JT and other running backs are tweeting out their distaste for the lack of respect for the position. Tension seems to be escalating, but I'm still hopeful the two sides can get the deal done. Expectation number three, I expect the wideouts to show out. I'm not exactly sure who that will be, but I'm tempted to put my money on second-year man Alec Pierce. Number four, if the Alec Pierce wager doesn't come through for me, hopefully I've saved some dollars to bet on the Quentin Nelson comeback season. It needs to happen, and I'm ready for it. And lastly, Grand Park expectation number five, I think a hurricane's a-coming. A Dio Adengbo-sized hurricane. I know, I know. I failed to name the elephant in the room. I know what you're thinking and probably hoping. How about Shaq Leonard? Well, sadly, I don't have any expectations for Shaq. I hope he gets healthy. And for the Colts' sake, for the sake of his career, yeah, I hope Shaq is ready to play in September. It's unfortunate. Similar to Quentin Nelson, it's like the league has just forgotten about him. Incidentally, both guys are on massive contracts. The Colts are paying them, but it's just money in the bucket right now. Where these two players differ, Quentin Nelson is healthy, and I would bet blood on his comeback. Shaq, I'm not so sure. I don't question his desire or passion. His health, on the other hand, is just, it's a murky situation. I hope, grandly, that we soon see Shaq healthy. I'm just not expecting it immediately. Colts fans, we have made it. We suffered through that four-win season, a Jeff Saturday calamity, a Matt Ryan catastrophe, the long offseason to finally make it here at the cusp of training camp. What a time to be alive and well. Talk to you soon. Take care and go Colts. This was a presentation of the Blue Notes podcast. I'm Benji Taylor. Thanks for listening.